Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Courtney Kyle is an artist from the central coast of New South Wales who released her debut album, The Good Kind, last year and who has just had an action-packed Tamworth Country Music Festival. She has a brand new single all about you and some exciting shows coming up. So I'm going to ask her about all of that, maybe some more things. Hi, Courtney. Hello. Thank you for that beautiful intro. (laughs) Well, I I saw you in Tamworth. You had a lot going on. So um, I am going to first ask you about your Fierce and Fearless show with Bonnie Kellett because I saw you and Bonnie play that with Abby Ferris last year in Sydney and you had a show with Bonnie in Tamworth. So I'm wondering how it went. Oh, it went so well. It was it was such a beautiful afternoon or evening. It was an evening show. <laughs> Tamworth's a blur. <laughs> but it was it was really incredible and, and so special to get to do the show with Bonnie. Obviously, you know, we got we got to do it with Abby for a bit last year and now this is kind of the, the version two of the of the show. And it was just special. It was both of our first headline show at Tamworth. So to get that off the ground and just see, you know, the months of preparation finally happening was incredible. We both got off stage and we were like, oh, thank goodness it's done. (laughs) But like sad it's done. But like, oh, thank goodness we made it. It happened. People actually turned up. You know, that's the scariest part of putting on your own show, especially at Tamworth. There's so much on. The biggest thing is like no one's going to (laughs) come. But, you know, people came. We had a beautiful time. We had some incredible guests. Amber Lawrence got up for a song. We had Cass Hopetown, Lucy Pearl, Billy Joe Porter, Ruby Shea. It was just it was spectacular and, and couldn't have asked for a, for a more beautiful night. Moonshiners were incredible and just an incredible crowd. Like we loved having a packed room there and it just felt very, very special. Well, congratulations because it is a big deal to have a headline show and it is a big deal to have it at Moonshiners because even though that's a popular venue, when you look at the number of shows throughout the festival, it's actually not that many. So it's like you're one of a handful of people who get to play there. Uh, and look, they were incredible to deal with. And it's just such a great venue. Loved it. Like loved every moment. And we're like, maybe this could become an annual thing at Tamworth because we kind of made it fierce and fearless and friends, you know. So it's kind of a nice chance to just celebrate the country music, you know, get a bunch of the girls together that are doing amazing things in the industry and just celebrate country music. And you and Bonnie have not finished Fierce and Fearless. There is at least one more show coming up. So that's in yes. a few weeks' time. Yes, yeah, we're, we've got one up here on the Central Coast, which is going to be great fun at Laycock Theatre on, uh, I'm going to say April 13th or 14th. I keep forgetting, which is terrible. It's all right, I'll put it in. You know, um, but that's going to be so much fun. It, uh, we haven't done it in a theatre setting before, so that's going to be really special to do it, you know, in that environment. You know, we've done it at Moonshiners, we did it at the Beer Shed, we've done it at the Sunken Monkey up here, Arimbra RSL. So there's been lots of different environments. So really excited to take it to the theatre and and do it in that format and, you know, ha- hopefully have a couple of great guests there as well. You know, we, we figure the there's been so many incredible people supporting us on our journey so if we can do the same for other artists bring them along on the journey too it's just nice to be able to do that when you've got a platform Uh, I would imagine that the two of you have pretty busy schedules so actually getting one show together let alone two already this year is is uh, pretty tricky so maybe there won't be too many more shows this year but when you can do them it'd be a great idea yeah Absolutely. You know, as any opportunities that pop up to do it, we will grab it with both hands. You know, we love doing it together and she's just such an awesome person. But she is a busy woman. Like she's 
I'm a busy woman, but she is a busy woman. Like, oh my goodness, she gigs like no one else I know. She's amazing. So, (laughs) you know, it's just finding that gap where we're both like, oh, look, we're both free on that day. Let's do it. Yeah, fabulous. Now back to Tamworth. Um, During that festival, you won Australian Country Music People's Choice Award for Best Female Vocal for the second year in a row. That must have been lovely. Oh, it was incredible. I was absolutely, I was blown away last year when it happened and then to, get you know awarded that again it was it was such a surprise and a beautiful moment I feel very very privileged and grateful that people actually went out of their way to vote you know that's that's the incredible thing about the People's Choice Awards is it's not decided by a panel or a group of judges or anything like that it's people taking the time to go and vote so that that is not lost on me in any way it's it's absolutely amazing that people are, are going online and voting and hopefully connecting with my music enough to want to then vote for me so it's very very special. I also saw you play at Fanzone. I'm sure you were doing a lot of other things. Did you have any downtime during the festival? A little bit. I actually managed like some of the evenings we just we were renting a house and just managed to kind of go back, have dinner, have a bit of a quiet night. I tried not to have too many late nights. I'm not someone who copes very well on lack of sleep, which I know is not the best for my industry that I've chosen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I tried to pace myself, let's put it that way, and, and you know, get out to the many shows to support people, but also have those moments where you're like, okay, I've got a busy day ahead tomorrow. Let's not smash ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. no 2am bedtimes every night. And it was extremely hot. That's the other thing. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you couldn't see the sweat dripping down my face on the fan zone show that I did. It was, it was amazing. I've never felt so warm on stage. I loved every moment of it. It was incredible, but I could feel it dripping. I was trying to like glamorously dusted off my face and all looked glamorous <laughs> I saw no sweat you looked perfectly composed oh so funny I got off stage and I'm like lucky no one needs to see me now I need to go have a shower yeah. <laughs> that's um, the and, truth of it <laughs> yeah I think showering regularly was what got a lot of us through that festival um now you released yes. the good sign in February last year the album that is and the the year took off after that you played shows with Gina Jeffries and Tanya Kernigan with Max Jackson with Andrew Swift with the Whitlams amongst others was there one show that was a highlight or is it difficult to say because they're all good it, it is definitely difficult to say I feel very very lucky to have had some incredible moments on stage last year getting to perform the national anthem again at the supercars was really cool so another tv moment one of my favorite performances last year was getting to perform on the good friday appeal down in melbourne uh, over the easter weekend that was really really special and because and i grew up in melbourne getting you know watching that over the years it was really really special to get to have the chance to perform on that myself and you also went on cruising country i believe yes yeah oh my gosh what a cool experience so so cool like if you have no if anyone that's never been on cruising country take the chance if you get it do it it's it's spectacular (laughs) Uh, and I'm always curious about cruising country because I feel like the artists are always with the audience which might be a little odd Mm. or do you not mind it yeah, well, I think it was cool because everyone's there just enjoying themselves, having a bit of a holiday, you know, kind of whether it's holiday or work for the artists, but it's, you know, you can't really say it's work when you're on a cruise ship and can sit by the pool and sip cocktails and then you go do, you know, an hour show. It's like it's not hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Very privileged position when you get to do that, you know. Well, except you, you know, you earn your right to be there. I think that's part of it. It is, uh, it's, yeah, a lot of high caliber artists on that cruise and, they're not taking just no one off the street so it's going to be privileged well, but I think thank you 
<laughs> no, it's a massive shout out to Marius and the team that put that on. It's it's, it's incredible. They, they do such a wonderful job and gosh, it's great. <laughs> so now to your new song, All About You. Um, it is another toe tapper, uh, which means I'm adding it to my Courtney Kyle earworm collection, which includes Hummingbird and I Just Want to Hold You. What Yay. is the story behind the song? Well, I got to write this with Rod McCormack, who at this point is just about co-written most of my songs because he doubles as my producer and he's just so incredibly talented. It's ridiculous. You know, you go into the studio to write a song or record and he just comes out with pure gold. So it's it's amazing to work with him, but also again with Sally Barris, who co-wrote uh, Nothing Like a Sure Bet and Let's Pretend, Always First. She's, you know, a beautiful songwriter based in Nashville. So we got to get on a Zoom call, get writing again. And we, we didn't really have a massive aim for that day. We, we kind of just wanted to see what would happen when we were writing. And this is the song that kind of just came from that. It ended up being just a bit of a conversation about wanting to write something feel good, up tempo, uh, and write a bit of a happy love song. As songwriters, it can be easier to write the sad songs, which is strange, but it is. Um, but to be able to then write a feel-good song, it kind of tackles a little bit of the complexity of me as a person. I'm a massive overthinker, work work in progress, you know. Uh, uh, but so you know, I would say then my you know, introverted time away from it all as well. So we kind of tackle some of those different sides. Me, country girl, but grew up in the city. But then through all that, managing to find love and and hopefully make it stick. So we we kind of just got chatting and the song flowed from there. And it was just it was the last song I wrote last year, uh, and thought it would be a great way to kick off the year with new music, something fresh, summery feeling. Since you know we're still in the midst of summer, it was it was good to you know just just kick things off in a in a fun way. Now you mentioned nothing like a sure bet. That was a single you released last year, and it was a single that was not on your album. So I'm thinking, you know, new single, new song last year, new song this year. The signposts are suggesting that you may be working towards another album, or perhaps just releasing a few singles. Absolutely, album is is always. I feel like in the back of your mind, you're going, okay, how's this all going to fit together? And after releasing the good kind, that was such an incredible culmination of that chapter of my life and a good few years as well you know started working on that back in 2020 to finally release it in 2023 so it was nice to shut the door on that chapter and start with some new music with nothing like a sure bet now with this track you know I think I'm kind of just testing the water a little bit of seeing like what what sound do I want what you know do I want to put out there into the world um because you know I I love a bit of everything really so I try to reflect that in my music as well you know the country is so diverse and I hope to pull little bits from different areas and hopefully then you know once we've got a few few good tracks together we can pull it all together in an album. I suppose also now you have an audience, you know, when you put it out. So you're releasing singles leading up to the good kind, uh, the album being released. But now you would have, I would imagine, a better sense of who's out there, who's appreciating your music, who's coming to shows. Does that guide you at all when you're thinking about what sort of sounds you want to put out and even the subject matter of your songs? Definitely. I think it's it's a big telltale of what people are connecting to. So you tested something something okay a lot of people liked that one or well that one was good but maybe you know I've like I find people always love a little bit of an edgy song you know those ones always tend to you know gel well so like hard place feel like people really loved and then nothing like a sure bet people grab too well because it's got that little bit of an edgy feel 
But I think that's also reflecting on, you know, we've got Lainey Wilson out there doing incredible things at the moment that people are just grabbing and holding on to. And, you know, you look at different artists and I try and let them inspire me to go, okay, well, that seems to be working well for them. Maybe it will work well for me. Maybe it won't. But you kind of just get the chance to experiment and see what people like. And, you know, I think if if you can have the chance to play them at your shows and get that feedback from people, that's the best way to go about it. I suppose now that you have been working with Rod for a while, there'd be almost like a shorthand, I guess, between you or you can be fairly easy collaborators because you've done it for a while. Oh, definitely. Half the time when we're recording, I just sit back and just like, you do whatever you think, you know, (laughs) because there's that trust and knowing that he's so, you know, silly, creative, you know, incredibly talented that, you know, we write a song and we kind of already know how we want it to sound when we've written it. So we go into the studio and say, okay, we kind of want this, we kind of want that. And then I just sit back and I'm like, yeah, you go for it. You know, he'll be like, what do you think about this snare or this snare sound? And I'm like, I don't even hear the difference, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So I sit there, I'm like, whatever you think's great. You know, if there's anything I don't agree with or don't love, I'll speak up and tell you, but otherwise just assume it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've seen you play live a few times now and in different environments. um, And I'm always impressed by your stagecraft because you have real stage presence, which you look you make look easy and I always say when people make things look easy they're not easy there's a lot behind them but it's also because you don't tend to have a prop of a guitar some artists I would imagine would find it's easier to have an instrument in front of them it's often just you and a microphone and you hold yourself so beautifully on stage so I'm wondering how you developed that stage presence and learnt your stage craft well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, and I, yeah, if, you know, I'm, I'm trying to use the guitar more on stage, that I feel much more awkward with the guitar when I know it's the opposite for most people. If you take the guitar, that feels weird. When I put the guitar, I'm like, oh, it's all putting yourself out of your comfort zone. And that's what I want to do a lot more this year. So that's why I'm tackling the guitar, bringing it on stage more. But I think for me, it's just, it's more exposure therapy. I think more than anything, the more time you spend on stage doing it, the more comfortable you feel, the more confidence you build. And, you know, I was very lucky that at a young age, my parents sent me to dance classes. I did calisthenics. I did gymnastics. I did a bit of all of it, singing, choir. So I'm used to being on stage, which is great, you know, but it took me a long time to get that confidence. You know, there was phases through my teens where I would not sing in front of anyone. I wouldn't even sing in front of my parents. You know, I was absolutely terrified, crippled with anxiety that I wouldn't wouldn't sing in front of anyone, even though that's the one thing I wanted to do. So it was, it was it's very strange that sometimes you get those barriers, you then have to overcome them. And then, you know, I think you grow in that space, which is which has been great. And, you know, even in the last year, I feel like I've gotten even more and more comfortable. It's it's always grow you're always growing. And I think it develops, your stage craft develops. And even from touring with Gina and, and Tanya, it's been amazing seeing how they approach the audience, how they work with the band on stage, their even just their patter between songs. You learn so much from them. And I just try to be a sponge and absorb as much as I can. Yeah. So those teenage years uh, and teenage years are cruel. <laughs> like, so I think we all go through a phase, well, a lot of us go through a phase where we just, yes, don't want anyone to look at us doing anything. Was there a moment where that flipped back to you feeling like you wanted to perform or was it just a gradual emergence from that time? Well, I think I always wanted to perform. Deep down I always wanted to, but there was just something that was always holding me back and it was probably just that 
teenage angst, shall we say, of going, oh, what are people going to think of me? I think that was probably the biggest thing of what if I stuff up? What are people going to think? Are they going to laugh at me? And, you know, I faced and, you know, copped a fair, my fair share of bullying in my high school years. So that probably contributed to that, that I kind of shrunk a little bit and went, oh, well, I don't want to do anything that might make people laugh at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think then I grew through that time because it kind of was evident to me that but this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with my life. I'm going to have to get over it sooner or later and actually do it, you know. So I had some incredible singing teachers that that got me through that time. Uh, one in particular down in Melbourne, Natalie Valley, she was absolutely incredible. And she was one of the first teachers also to give me some country songs to learn because she's like, you sound country when you sing. Like, why don't we do a country song? So she gave me a Trisha Yearwood song and that was kind of my first experience of performing country. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do this then. And I think part of it's probably finding your groove as well of going, okay, actually this is where I feel like I fit. Maybe I can do it. So do you have any pre-show rituals in order to kind of conjure up that, that stage persona? <laughs> Nothing major. I just, uh, everyone always laughs at me. I got to have a good meal before I perform because I'm such a foodie. If I'm hungry on stage, I'll be thinking about being hungry and I won't feel as present on stage. When I know, once again, it's opposite for most people. They don't want to eat. They'll feel bloated. They'll whatever. I'm like, no, I've got to eat something. Otherwise, I'm going to be thinking about hungry and <laughs> being hungry. <laughs> so that's probably the only thing. I like to have something to eat before, before singing and make sure I've got a safety water bottle somewhere. That always makes me feel a bit more reassured as well so I think it's the simple things yeah I think it's perfectly natural to not want to feel hungry while you're working you know what I mean I so so silly (laughs) um and speaking of being on stage you have varied shows coming up at the time we're speaking you are about to do a show with Carice Eden and I saw you perform at another Carice gig last year so that's obviously a strong connection Oh, she's just a phenomenal vocalist. It's 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 amazing to get to jump onto shows with people that are so ridiculously talented. You you learn so much from them and just had such an incredible journey. So to to get to do another show with her is is phenomenal and I'm uh, so excited for it and you know, just any chance where you get to learn from people that have been doing it longer than me, you know, it's it's just, you know, I lap up those opportunities and and take as much information as I can from it. And that's at Avoca Beach Theatre and you are back there later in February with Brian Cad. So Avoca Beach Theatre looks to be like your second home. It is a little bit. They're just really beautiful people that that run the venue. I've gotten to know them a little bit over the last couple of years since moving to the Central Coast and they're very welcoming, super supportive of local talent, which is so incredible to see when they have big, big names come through. They source a lot of the opening acts locally, which is really awesome. So, you know, just through that connection, they'll say, oh, do you want to come play this show? Are you available for this? So it's just really, really nice that they feel comfortable to be able to lean on me as a, as a local. And, and then in turn, I get to get to play in their beautiful venue. It's gorgeous. Probably one of my favorite places to play ever. (laughs) Yes. If if anyone hasn't been to Avoca or into the theater, it is a lovely spot on the new side. Yeah. You're almost on the beach. (laughs) It's beautiful. (laughs) Um, Now what is the Tamworth afternoon at Ringers Western Central Coast? Well, that's going to be a fun afternoon. Uh, believe it or not, my partner Josh came up with this idea. It was his little brainchild that he thought, well, wouldn't it be cool to put on a bit of a Tamworth afternoon out at Ringers Western because I got to do a gig there last year with them and they're just a beautiful family-run company on the coast here, or, or, you know, of, of the Ringers Western 
friend and he's like, I wonder if they'd be interested. Maybe we could get you and Duncan and Jamie Lindsay and, and Bonnie maybe would be available. We'll see what, you know, what we can do. And sure enough, they jumped on board straight away. And, you know, all of us have become quite good friends anyway, you know, just being local on the coast, which which is lovely. So when they said yes, we were like, great, we're all in. So it's going to be a bit of a out like a taste of I guess Tamworth uh, on the central coast at Ringers Western and make it a little bit of a bit of a like a mini festival afternoon and we should say that uh, Duncan is two-time golden guitar winner Duncan Toombs (laughs) yes yes and couldn't be happier to see him up on that stage grabbing those golden guitars for him as a solo artist it's just it was such a beautiful beautiful moment and he he's always been such a advocate for every other artist so to see him take those home for himself was was beautiful to add to his collection of I think what seven others for his music videos which is phenomenal in itself (laughs) but to see him take that as a a musician for his craft so so special yeah that was a great album he put up um now in May you have the comedian and the cowgirl with Darren Sanders now that sounds like a show you may have created well, actually, Darren approached me about it through uh, Daniel Thompson, who I do the Johnny Cash show with, and he said, hey, I've got a mate, he's a comedian, he's doing these cowboy and comedian shows, he needs a cowgirl for one of the shows, do you mind if I put you two in touch? And I was like, why not? Sounds great, you know. So so he was really lovely to recommend me and pop me in touch with Darren and we booked that in to head up to Lazotte's, uh in May, so it's going to be really fun. So it's a bit of a split show, it's a really cool format actually so I'll kind of do a I think about a 45 minute set of all my stuff then he'll come out and do his set as a comedian so it's a bit of a you know a good dinner and show type of atmosphere it's going to be great so that's quite a varied range of shows you're doing it's all it's all you performing but in in various different venues so I'm wondering when you arrive at a venue to do a show if you haven't played there before do you kind of spend some time getting a sense of the space and what it might be like once people are in there because I imagine you have to tailor your energy levels and even how you move on the stage depending on what's there absolutely I think there's always that element of unknown when it's a venue you haven't played at before you walk in and kind of do a bit of a suss out okay how am I going to get up and down those stairs in high heels am I going to fall off the stage Uh, but more so than going okay how's this gonna look is it a uh, is the audience gonna be standing are they sitting is it a combination you know you kind of analyze a few things to then work out your approach but I'm I'm so excited to play at Lizotte's that's probably one of the venues on the top of my list that I've always wanted to to play at because I've heard always such incredible things about it so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one and like you said it's it's a very diverse mixture of shows I'm doing which which I love because I think it's just a really cool way to get to enjoy music and what I do in so many different things. Now I would imagine that that you probably will pop in other things in between those shows uh, because if you're working on some new music there must be other things you're looking ahead to so 2024 shaping up pretty busy. I think so. I think it's going to be busy. A few more things to announce over the next few months, which is awesome. Little tease there, <laughs> but um, <laughs> definitely more music as well. So, you know, already kind of already got a, another single in place, you know, thinking ahead a few months, which is awesome. And just try, you kind of end up planning four, five, six months ahead all the time, which which is great. So you've always got things to be aiming for and working towards and being excited about while also trying to be, you know, super present and focusing on what you're doing in the now.
Yeah. Well, I'm look, I will look forward to whatever that new earworm is that you're going to release. <laughs> but at the moment, the earworm <laughs> is all about you. It is your brand new single. People can find you at various shows, especially on the Central Coast, but I'm sure further afield as well in due course. Courtney Kyle, as ever, a great pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. Always such a pleasure to chat. Thanks for having me. Always good to see you somewhere around. I'm sure we'll run into each other very soon. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.